Hey guys, welcome to the weekly podcast of Encounter Church, Sedalia, Missouri. It's our prayer that this message is a blessing and an encouragement to your life. If you want more information about Encounter Church, please go to our website, encounterchurch.ag. Thanks again. Enjoy the message. All right. How many of you are ready for the Word of God this morning? All right. We are in the last message of a series that we're simply calling Christmas Revolution. We're taking the time to really discover uh, the approach that Jesus took, not only that very first Christmas, quite honestly, every day of our lives. I was talking to a guy this morning and I said, hey, are you ready for Christmas? He said, every day, always. I said, so in July, on the 30th of July, are you ready for Christmas? He goes, absolutely, because of Jesus. Yeah? It's that Christmas revolution that, that was created for us. The word revolution, by definition, if you remember, simply means a sudden, radical, or complete change. And that's what Jesus did. When he came to this earth as a baby in a manger, he created, he brought about a sudden, radical, complete change. From that moment forward, your life and my life was never, ever going to be the same But this morning, I want to take some time and I want to look at what is Christmas really all about. And by the way, if you've missed any of this series, I would encourage you, go back and listen to the podcast, watch the vodcast, go on the church website, um, grab a CD in the back. We make it available in so many different ways. Go on Facebook, you're already there anyway. One of you was there at like 4 o'clock this morning because you had a post this morning that I saw at 7 o'clock this morning. You're already there. You might as well do something productive. Watch a message. Let God speak into your life. Um, But this morning, I want to talk about what is Christmas really about? Why do we celebrate Christmas? Christmas? Uh, Why do we gather together as families? Why do we have all this hoopla of Christmas? What is it really all about? You see, in just a few days, in three days, ready or not, here it comes. Christmas is going to be here. Let me pause for a moment. How many of you have all your Christmas shopping done? How many of you are waiting until the 24th? Seriously, there's a lot of you that are waiting till the 24th. That's incredible. You're waiting for like the pre-Christmas sales, right? When they put everything on sale. Good, good stuff. Christmas music is playing all around. Christmas trees are decorated. Presents, most of them are already wrapped. Cookies have been iced or put together. In fact, we were getting ready. We're, we're heading out this afternoon for our Christmas and And I was looking on the table yesterday, and there it was, that container, Tupperware container with no baked cookies in it. I just about had a Holy Ghost shouting moment right then and there. It was awesome. I mean, cookies are all ready. Every child is waiting with anticipation for that big guy in in red to come squeezing down the chimney. But unfortunately, for many That's all that Christmas means. Come the 26th, it's all over. Back to the normalcy of life. But why? Why Christmas? Why was this revolution 
set in motion. That's what I want to talk about today. That's what we're going to process through this morning. Look at our text. It's found in Luke chapter 2, verse 10. Uh, the angel has appeared to the shepherds in the fields. If you remember the story, and the Bible says that they were so afraid when the angel appeared to them. But look what happened in Luke chapter 2. It says, but the angel reassured them, don't be afraid, he said. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. Look at that. I bring to you good news. There's not a single one of us in the room that doesn't like good news. If I was to ask you, do you want the good news or the bad news? Most of us would say, give me the good news. I can't handle any more bad news. I'm not ready for any more bad news, but you've got some good news. I'm ready to hear the good news. I'm here to tell you this morning that there is good news of great joy that's for all people. He's been born in Bethlehem, the city of David. But maybe for you, this is, this is not a great time of the year. This is a hard time of the year. This is a sorrowful time of the year. Can, can I remind you that this good news is, is great joy. We're going to talk about that in a moment, so kind of pinmark that. It, it's great joy. God is all about joy. God wants to put joy in your life this Christmas season. God wants to, to reinstill something inside of you. There was a, a seminary in Chicago several years ago that had a guest theologian to present a lecture to them. At the end of the closing lecture, the president of the seminary announced that this theologian was quite tired and not feeling very well, and in fact, normally he opens up the floor for questions, but today he is just going to have one final question, so the professor said, I'm going to ask him the question, so students, get yourself prepared. He said, here's the question, of all the theological insights that you've ever heard, which do you consider to be the greatest of them all? Now, could you imagine these seminary students? Here they are sitting in this class, and the theologian is up there, and, and he has just lectured, and just, their minds are just jam-packed. And by the way, if you haven't ever sat in a, in a class or a session like that, man, you get done, and you're just like, oh, your brain is just overloaded with stuff. But here they are, and the professor asked this question, what is the, the greatest theological insight that you've ever had? What do you consider to be the greatest of them all? So the students are sitting on the edges of their seats, pencils in hand. They're ready to take down every single word that is said. They're ready to type it on their laptop and, and absorb all this information. And the theologian steps back for a minute. He closes his eyes. He stops and he thinks, then a smile comes across his face. He looks up and gains eye contact with the students in the room, and he says, the greatest theological insight that I've ever had is this. Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. 
the greatest theological insight that he could come up with in that moment was Jesus loves me. This I know. For the Bible tells me so. But I don't think, I really don't believe that we comprehend the greatness of the love of Jesus. When we consider our question today, why Christmas? Do we really understand the greatness of the love of God? Do we really understand the importance of the Christmas revolution? You know, this sudden, radical, complete change. Why Christmas? Well, the short answer is this. For God so loved the world. That's why Christmas That's why this revolution was set in motion. That's why all of this took place. This story of Jesus' birth is a story of great promise. It's a story of great hope. It's a story of a revolution of love. So why? Why did it happen? Well, what was once a time to celebrate the birth of our Savior has somehow, some way, turned into a season of stress, traffic jams, shopping lists, and honestly, simple chaos. And when it's all over, when the 26th happens, many of us are left with presents that we simply need to return looming debt that will take us months to pay off, and this empty feeling of missing the purpose. Is that what we really want our Christmas to be about? I don't think so. Take a look at this video. I shouldn't have picked a fellow tree. Everything I do turns into a disaster. I guess I really don't know what Christmas is all about. Isn't there anyone who knows what Christmas is all about? Sure, Charlie Brown. I can tell you what Christmas is all about. Lights, please. And there were in the same country shepherds, abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night, And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them. And they were sore afraid, and the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. That's what Christmas is all about, Charlie Brown. Linus has it figured out. That's what Christmas is all about. It's not about the hustle and bustle. 
It's not about the chaos, the busyness. It's not about the presence. It's not even about the no-baked cookies. It's about the baby that was born in a manger. Jesus, our Messiah, our Savior, yes, our Lord has been born in the manger in the city of David in Bethlehem. I want you to know that this Christmas blessing, this Christmas revolution is for you this morning. Jesus came for your benefits. Why Christmas? Because God so loved you. That's why Christmas. That's what this is all about. Now this morning I want to share with you four gifts that are available for every one of us. See, we're all about the presence. We, we've already discussed that many of you have already completed your shopping. There are some of you that are waiting for the 24th. We understand this. We, we're going to have many presents under the trees, and some of us are going to spend more money than we really should spend at Christmas. But I want you to know there are four gifts that are available for free to every one of us. Number one is this, the gift of truth. The gift of truth. John chapter 18, verse 37 says this, Jesus said, I was born for that purpose. What is that purpose? To be our king, to be our savior. And I came to bring truth to the world. Can I just share with you that our world right now is lacking truth. Our society right now is, is consumed with hearsay. We're consumed with whatever sounds good in the moment. We're consumed with whatever we hear on Facebook because if it's on Facebook, then certainly it's true. What we need is the truth. Truth about what? Well, the truth about ourselves. Because we don't even understand ourselves a lot of times. Why do we do what we do? Why do we think what we think? What is life all about? We, we need the truth about ourselves, the truth about God. There's so many misconceptions about Him, the truth about life. There are a lot of phony philosophies that lead to a dead-end path, and if you don't build your life on the truth, you'll build your life on a foundation that is faulty with faulty information then you'll go through life making one bad decision after another bad decision and you'll have unnecessary stress and unneeded problems that god never designed for you to have why because we fail to walk in the truth but when you follow the truth life just makes sense can I say that again? When you follow the truth, life just makes sense. I'll be honest, I'm not saying life's going to be perfect. Because John 16, says, in this world you'll have problems. You'll have troubles. You'll have difficulties. There'll be situations in front of you. But Jesus goes on to say this, but here's hope. I've overcome the world. How did he overcome the world? He came as a baby in a manger. Why Christmas? Because God so loved you.
Jesus said it like this, when you know the truth, the truth will set you free. He sets you free to really live the life that he's called you to live. So what is the truth? The truth is that you matter to God. And that's hard for some of you to grab a hold of this morning. That's hard for some of you to wrap yourselves around because you really, in your mind, you have never mattered to anybody. You honestly feel like this morning that there's not a person in this world that truly loves you. Or if they knew the real you, they wouldn't want to hang out with you. Can I just share this with you? God knows the real you, and God so loves you. Because you matter to God. That's why Christmas. You matter to God so much that He left heaven, His home in heaven, came to the earth as a baby, grew up, lived a perfect life, died on the cross, was resurrected, went back to heaven, and now he says, would you come hang out with me? I came and hung out with you for 33 and a half years. Would you now come and hang out with me? I want you to live with me for all eternity. That's how much you matter to God. This revolution of love, quite honestly, it's It's all about you. God so loves you that he sent Jesus to be a baby in a manger, to die on a cross, that anyone that believes in him, they won't perish, they won't die. Now, you'll die physically. The Bible says every one of us has an appointed time in which we will die. But guess what? We'll spend eternity in heaven. Forever and ever and ever with him. This revolution of love, this Christmas season, it's all about you. Gift number two, it's the gift of joy. Now, you may be here this morning, and and this is not for you the most wonderful time of the year. You dread this time of the year. This time of year brings sorrow for you. It brings hurt for you. It brings discouragement and frustration. It brings up all those memories, all those things of the past. But I want you to know that joy is a big deal to God. Look what it said. I bring to you good news that will bring great, what? Joy to all people. It doesn't say, I've got some good news, and it's joyful news, and it's for a select few people. The rest of them, uh, not so much. No, 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 no. It says, great joy for all people. He, He wants to pour joy upon your life today. He knows what you're going through. He knows what you're facing. He knows the things that are blocking the joy in your life today. And he wants to replace your sorrow and your hurts with joy. Over and over and over 
in the Christmas story as we're reading through Matthew chapter 1 and Luke chapter 1 and Luke chapter 2, we find moments when the angels take the second, take a moment to reassure those that they're talking to. Matthew chapter 1, it says, Joseph, son of David, the angel said, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child within her was conceived by the Holy Spirit. Luke chapter 1, don't be afraid, Mary, the angel told her, for you have found favor with God. In Luke chapter 2, suddenly the angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terrified, but the angel reassured them, don't be afraid. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. Jesus wants to take the fear, wants to take the hurt, wants to take the concern and the sorrow and the mourning and exchange it for joy, a joy that our human ability cannot comprehend, cannot even process. It's beyond our ability, a joy that surpasses anything that we could ever imagine. Now, I don't know what you're facing today. I don't know what you're going through in your life. I don't know what's stirring in your mind right now. There may be an absence of joy inside of you this Christmas season. For you, this has not been the most wonderful time of the year, but can I challenge you today to exchange it all for joy? Now, listen carefully. I'm not saying that everything's going to be perfect. We've already talked about that. But would you give that moment, would you give that thought, would you give that situation to God? Would you let Him bring about that good news that holds on to that great joy that's set in motion for you? Would you allow that to penetrate your life this Christmas season? Psalm chapter 30, verse 5 says this, Weeping may last through the night, but joy comes in the morning. So there are going to be times, there are going to be moments when weeping is necessary. I'm not saying push it aside and never weep, never mourn, never have sorrow, never cry. None of that. No, no, no. You need those times. But it says weeping may last through the night, but joy comes in the morning. And I want you to grab a hold of something. Morning is not necessarily a time of day. Morning is when you wake up. Some of us today need to wake up. We've been asleep and missing out on what God wants to do in our lives. Can I challenge you to wake up and discover the blessing of joy that is available to you today. It's available to each and every one of us today. This idea of joy is in the Bible 650 times. Joy, rejoice, rejoicing, glad, gladness, delight, over and over and over, 650 times. We are reminded that joy is a vital part of our lives. Joy is a big deal to God. We even sing about it, joy to the world. The Lord has come. Let earth receive her king. Joy to the world. Guess what? That includes you. 
Joy is available to you this Christmas season. Would you allow this revolution of love to stir a joy inside of you today? But how do I remain in that gift of joy amongst all the stuff that we face in life? Well, a few ways. Number one, you remember what God has done. Remember what God has done. John 3, 16, we read it a moment ago. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him would not perish but have eternal life. That's good news. In fact, that's incredible news. But here's the deal. God didn't stop there. He's the gift that keeps on giving. He's kind of like that, that birthday candle. You blow it out and it comes back on. Anybody ever have one of those in your cake? That's kind of what God does in our life. A situation will occur and he'll show up in a big way and it extinguishes and then, boop, there he is again, showing up in a place that we never imagined that he would show up. God is always there. He's the gift that keeps on giving. He is ready to meet you right where you are today. He's ready to take your hurt. He's ready to give you hope in exchange. Again, sorrow may last through the night. Weeping may last through the night, but joy comes in that moment that we wake up. No matter what you're facing today, God can and will see you through. If you're at a roadblock in your life this morning, God wants to meet you where you are. He wants to create this revolution in your life, a sudden radical, complete change. But for some of you, a radical change is scary. Can I be honest with you? For some of you right now, this idea of a radical change is scary. As much as you hate the fear, as much as you hate the struggle, as much as you hate the the strife or the hurts, or the sorrow, it's, it's what you know. As strange as it sounds, it's become comfortable. But I submit to you, that's not the life that Jesus, the baby in the manger, that's not the life that he's come to give you. For I bring to you good news great joy that'll be for all people the savior the messiah yes our lord jesus has been born for you that's why christmas that's what this is all about he's made this a joy this joy available to every single one of us today that includes you this christmas season we've got to remember what god has done but we've also got to remember our commitment to Jesus. Remember your commitments to Jesus. Some of you may be sitting here today and you say, Pastor, I don't have any sort of commitment to Jesus at all. I've not really involved him in my life. Can I encourage you? Do so today. There's no greater exchange than for you to give your life to him and him to give his salvation to you. In fact, the Bible says in 2 Corinthians, right now, God is ready to welcome you. Right now. Today, he is ready to save you. One translation says, today is your day of salvation. 
Now is your moment. This is your opportunity for great joy. This is your opportunity to make that exchange. This is your opportunity to have a wake-up moment. God is ready to help you. Here's the deal. He doesn't expect you to be perfect or to clean everything up before you come to Him. He just wants you just as you are. Just as you are. And as you come to Him, what He does, He, he sees you as you are and He begins to mold and, and shape. He may, he may chip away that rough edge on that side. He may clean up that smudge on this side. But one step at a time, He begins to work in and through your life to create you and, and mold you and to shape you into what He's designed you to be. But for us, it's a matter of surrender. Lord, Lord, I give my life to you. Lord, I surrender my will. I surrender my ways. I surrender everything to you right now. And Lord, I receive your good news, your great joy that was set in motion for me. First Kings chapter, or chapter 8 says this, And may you be completely faithful to the Lord our God. May you always obey his decrees and commands just as you are doing today. Can you say today that you are completely faithful to God? Wow, that's a big challenge, isn't it? I'm talking to the Christian folk right now. I've already talked to those that, that haven't yet given their life to Christ, but now I'm talking to you that, that say, I'm a Christian. Can you say that you are completely faithful to God. Now, I'm not asking you, are you perfect? Because that's not possible. But are you completely committed to Him? If not, I challenge you. Allow Him to bring about a complete change in you. Why Christmas? Because you matter to God. Because he's got joy prepared and ready for you. Gift number three is this, the gift of life. The gift of life. John 10, 10, I have come, Jesus says, that you may have life and they may have it more abundantly. One translation says they may have it through and through. That we can have a complete amount of life. Fullness of life. Why did Jesus say this? Because most of us, quite honestly, aren't really living. We're just existing. We're just going through the motions. We're not really living the life that He's designed us to live. We get up, maybe eat a fruit grain bar on the way out the door, go to the job site, we work an eight-hour day, we, we come home from work, we'll have dinner together with the family, we hustle off to some activity or whatever, then we come home and maybe veg in front of the TV for a moment, then we go to bed, and guess what? We do the same thing the next day. We're just existing. In fact, we don't really know what life is all about. But can I just tell you, there is a way to know. If you give your life to Jesus, if you surrender it all to Him, He wants to give you purpose. He wants to give you a drive. He wants to give you life. He says, I've come to give you meaning and significance 
to your life. Again, it doesn't mean that you're going to have a problem-free life, but it simply means that you can depend upon God for wisdom and strength and love that absolutely will never, ever, ever fail. Four gifts. Number one, the gift of truth. Number two, the gift of joy. Number three, the gift of life. And finally, number four, the gift of salvation. Oftentimes we read John 3, 16, which we have a couple times this morning, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. But there's a verse that follows John 3, 16. It's John 3, 17. Oftentimes it's a forgotten verse. It gets overlooked. But can I just say to you that I believe that it's vitally important that we grab a hold of it as much as we do verse 16. It says this, For God did not send His Son, Jesus, into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through Him might be what? Saved. God didn't send Jesus as his baby in a manger to point fingers and say, you're wrong and 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 you're wrong to condemn the world. No, he came to die on the cross so that you might be saved. Why Christmas? Because God so loved the world that he sent Jesus to give you the gift of salvation. When the angels announced Jesus' birth to the shepherds, they said, the Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. Why do we need a Savior? Go ahead, Martha. Why do we need a Savior? Well, the Bible says that that heaven's a perfect place. We talked about it a moment ago and that, that Jesus came and now he's back in heaven preparing a place for us that we can spend all eternity with him. But if heaven is a perfect place and we're an imperfect people, how's that going to work? See, in heaven there's no sadness, there's no sorrow, there's no sin, no sickness, there's no problems, no pressures at all in heaven heaven is absolute perfection that means that only perfect people can get into heaven and if only perfect people can get into heaven then that means imperfect people can't get into heaven because if imperfect people got into heaven then it would be like earth it would no longer be perfect to be earth are we following this so what do we do? We need a Savior. He said, hey, hey, don't fear. I've got some good news for you. The Savior, that's what you need. The Messiah. He's been born today in the city of David. God says, none of you are perfect. And as imperfect people, you can't join me in heaven. But here's what I'm going to do. Jesus said, uh, God says, I'm, I'm going to come to earth as a baby in a manger. They're going to call me Jesus. 
I will live the only perfect life that has ever been lived. I will die on a cross to pay the price for your imperfections. And then if you trust me, if you follow me, I will get you into heaven on my account. Oh, come on. Isn't that awesome? He says, you can't do it by yourself. But I'm going to pay a price that you deserve to pay, but you can't afford to pay. So I'm going to do it for you. That's a good deal. That's the greatest Christmas gift ever. And by yourself, you can't afford it. That's why you need a Savior. So what do we do with this? What do we do with this whole idea of why Christmas? And Because Jesus loved you so much that he came as a baby in a manger. What do we do with this? Do we just leave it as our final message in the Christmas series and, and move along and in just a couple of days we'll open presents and and then it'll all be over, and then we'll move to New Year's, and then Valentine's Day, and then whatever's after that. No. See, this Christmas revolution has got to bring about a radical, complete, sudden change in our lives. If not, it's not a revolution. It's just a date on the calendar. I challenge you today. Number one, accept the gift that he's prepared for you. And number two, share that message with others. Now, if you read on in the story after the shepherds heard this good news of great joy for all people, the Bible says that they went with haste to find where the baby was laying in the manger. And there they worshipped him. And, and when they left there, they told everybody what had happened. Why? Because there was a radical change in their life. A sudden, complete change that took place in the hearts and the lives of the shepherds. I ask you today, are you ready for the revolution? Are you ready for the change? Why Christmas? Because God so loves you. That's why.